everybody. Welcome to Take Two. I am your host, Doug Alberti, joined by... Lindsay Alberti, and today we are talking about the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. Oh, I'm glad you added that last part there. I was building the suspense. Oh, the suspense. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Practicing your movie terms. You know, you gotta. It's suspense. all about suspense. Although sometimes they go too hard in suspense, and then you just... You build too much, you can never bring it to its full conclusion. We're not we're not analyzing movies quite yet. Well, we're I was going to say... About, this is an action movie. I was going to say... Yeah? That, a good example of that, not in the movie industry, but in the music industry, is Katy Perry's Dark Horse. I love that song. Yeah, but have you ever noticed that it builds to, like, nothing? There's so much hype, like, are you ready? And then it just, like, is, like, a drop to, like, a chillness. You know? Like, can you... Well, you didn't... You were homeschooled through high school. But, like, the high school dances, Excuse everyone's, like, you. hype, hype, hype. And they're, like, wah! And we're, like, getting so lit because you're, like, yeah, dark horse. And then, like, the thing drops and then it's just, like, oh. And then you don't really First know how to all, dance to it. There were, like, 12 people in your graduating class. So 24? you barely went to high school. 24? Barely. Barely. You went to a K through 12 high school or school either way that is a true fact that uh revelation was given to me by katie Schelling. oh okay all right first shout out right there so mm -hmm. we're talking about indiana jones raiders <laughs> of the lost ark right mm -hmm. this movie is like a quintessential action adventure movie i feel like all action adventure movies moving forward from the release of this movie have all kind of built themselves as a cheap knockoff of indiana jones oh, it's kind fighting of fighting words it's I, I don't necessarily mean it as fighting words <laughs> just as like a indiana jones like they did it they did it <clears throat> well and i'm not trying to insult you but everyone else is a cheap knockoff of this <laughs> <laughs> They did though. They, yeah. they did a really good job, and they we we're talking about this that like there's a lot of what we see now is kind of like tropes that probably were started from this or like right. around this time. Or even if they weren't started by this, like this movie like solidified a lot of those tropes. Yeah, that have since been used going forward a great example is when which we'll get to the storyline of it but he walks into the lady friend's bar that she runs and she says and she says give me some background real soft indiana jones i always knew one day you'd come walking back through my door and now we hear that, and it's so not sexy and not clever, and you're like, oh, they went with that? But at this time, that was probably a pretty iconic line. And even still watching it now, like, it still feels corny and lame. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. That's also yeah. because we've, like, seen it we a have to... times. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I understand oh, that's what you're yeah. saying. I'm just saying it in a male voice. Ah. So that has credibility. You would suck! <laughs> I am not amused. Oh, I am. So, Indiana <laughs> Jones, 
Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I'm just going to keep saying the title uh, in case you forgot it. But um, you should def- this is definitely a movie that you should watch. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's, it's an excellent film. Honestly, watch any of the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, my personal favorite is Temple of Doom. Which is um, everyone else's least favorite as like general statistics go. Which, I would like to point out, is a theme with Doug because his favorite Avengers movie is the second one, Age of Ultron. Don't even at me, okay? So he likes bad things. It's, well, I married you, so. <gasps> um, Self-burn. So, Those are rare. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this movie, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Directed by Steven <laughs> Spielberg, produced by George Lucas, starring Harrison Ford, scored by John Williams. So honestly, you kind of have the dream team here. And it's like the comeback, you know? It's like the back streets, back, all right. It's like that song to Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we are. We're back again. So... It's like them moving walking back on. onto the set We're as like a power power quad. Moving moving right along. <laughs> um, there's that. Um, but Steven Spielberg, <laughs> if you don't know that name, I don't know what hole you've been living in because that I've been living there too, so it's okay. That name is like goes hand in hand <clears throat> with the film industry. Like that's one of the guys that like when you think about directors, like at least for me, Steven Spielberg immediately comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um. I wrote down just a couple of the movies that he uh, directed. Hit me with it. Uh, Jaws. Iconic. Need I Say More. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, Indiana Jones, obviously. One, two, three, and four. Woo. Um, How many are there? Four. Oh, okay. Currently. Ooh, but. What? Oh, yeah. I've been oh. saving this tidbit. Oh. I have been keeping this Give it to me. for a while. He is keeping a tasty Indiana morsel. Indiana Jones. Number five, yet to be titled, (gasps) will begin filming very shortly. Harrison Ford will still be playing Indiana Jones. It will be... Wow. As the reports have gone, as I have read, it will be his last reprisal of the role. This will kind of conclude the Indiana Jones franchise. I'm sure it won't, but as of right now. With him. Maybe it'll be like a James Bond scenario. Yeah. You know? Maybe. He'll give, pass it off to his son, like Montana Shia Jones. Wait, I was making a great joke. Well, that was... That was a terrible joke. You're just naming states. I, I just think it's hilarious. I see that. So... Um, Pennsylvania Jones. No, knock it off. If it was Montana Jones, they could just call him Monty. It could be like the name drop at the end of the movie. You'd find out his full name was Montana. And you'd be like, ah! So he directed (laughs) um, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, and uh, uh, Holy Grail, not Quest for the Holy Grail, The Last Crusade, and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. uh, Apologize for my brain fart there. Um, E.T. Icon. um, Jurassic Park iconic one and two which is arguably the best of all the sequels and saving private ryan really yes i feel like that one's kind of out of left field yeah it's it definitely has a different feel but 
those movies, those Ooh, are oh. solid in, oh, yeah. in uh, pop culture as huge movies. And it says a lot about him as a director that he can go from a lot of the same vibe from like Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Jaws, like you're in a, a wheelhouse there. Right. And then flip to something so serious. Like that and like almost chi- like a childlike role too with E.T. Yeah, that's true. But that has a... You know, that is creepy. very different. It scared yeah. me, but it's still very different. Still yeah. very different. Yeah, you know, it's very similar to Star Wars, though. That was really Don't. what inspired him. Stop. <laughs> you just all right. Speaking of Star Wars, as Lindsay has skirted around and not so subtly mentioned, um, Indiana Jones franchise as a whole, obviously extremely strong ties to Star Wars. Yeah, the most notable being. Um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. In his hotness. Yes. In his hotness. Mm-hmm. Yes. The most notable, I think, in my opinion, crossover between Indiana Jones and Star Wars is obviously Harrison Ford, which, it, and you're going to have to refresh my memory here because I don't quite remember. Um, he is the background on your laptop, isn't he? You're a little snot because you creep. it's up right now he is beautiful let me give you this layout all right it is like a southern nobody wants to hear he is in like north carolina or something it's like this white wall he is there's an you have no idea where he is this is the vibe doug there's a window that's open to the nature he is sitting in a chair that's got this sexy armrest all right and there's like a painting on the wall there's like a painting on the wall and a little plant underneath it, all right? And then there's this like sun hat type straw hat thing resting on the corner of the chair. He's got a little paper in his hand and then he's just looking at you with like bedroom eyes and he's got his little hands playing with his lips. It is so domestic and so hot. That is what you look like, Doug, when I come home at the end of the day. Except you're like on the couch. I don't like Yeah. <laughs> So, um, besides that, George Lucas got his grubby little fingers in not only Indiana Jones, but obviously Star Wars. All over it. All over. Um, George Lucas directed Star Wars. He's had a role in all of the Star Wars movies um, that have come out. So Except the recent ones, because he's dead. He's not dead. I meant, like, he sold it to Disney. He's not. No, he's I... He's not dead. But I feel like as, like... We're not getting into this I right just, now. We're it, not getting into it. No, no I'm not going to get that deep. I'm You're just saying... You're getting into it. He sold it out, and I feel like with that, like, he just kind of, like, his influence on the series has passed away. On the most recent ones. <sighs> I feel <laughs> I feel listeners leaving. Like, I just <laughs> felt it. Like, the four Joke's listeners we you, had, like, no. two of them just left. We didn't have four. Yeah, we did. Me, you, and your parents. Yeah, that's four people. <laughs> Who just left? You? Yes. <laughs> I, me and my dad. <laughs> no, your dad would be here for my Shout Star Wars nerdness. Shout out to my father. Hot Bob. So, um, George Lucas. <laughs> we touched on him already. So, um, another crossover between these... Star Wars. John Williams. John Williams. Are you gonna just... I was helping you. Steal my thunder? There is a moment at the end of the movie when, like, I think he just stole the melody from Star Wars. He was like, I already used this, but it was really great, so I'm gonna use it again. what you already wrote. I think I meant, like, he, like, re-gifted the melody. But not in the lame way of, like, I didn't want it, but, like, in the, like, 
the way where someone gives you a gift and it's so good that you go buy it to give to someone else because other people need to have it. So John Williams, famous, <laughs> I, in my opinion, most <clears throat> famous for Star Wars. Um, also, another probably most famous for Jaws. It's he, really, these three movies are just like the same. Yeah, he scored Star Wars, Jaws, and Indiana Jones. He also scored the first two Jurassic Parks and um, two, one of the Super... What did you think about the movie, Lindsay? I thought it was good. You know, though, I feel like if we're going to start talking about some specific things, people that may not have seen it need to understand the plot. Okay. Talk about the plot. We're going to bring you a section of the show that we're going to call Speed Play. I just made that up. Doug probably hates it. We're probably going to change it. But it is uh, um, sponsored by Casey Compton and her never-ending questions in the middle of episodes in the middle of series that she hadn't watched that got me really good at explaining plots. Kind of like you. Ready? Go! All right. Scene breaks. South America, 1936. They are building the suspense. We do not see Indiana Jones' face. We are wandering through the jungle. Bam! Hotness reveal. Cracks the whip. Emerges from steamy shadows. And then he goes to try and get this uh, little statue in a temple. And he doesn't actually get it. There's an iconic scene that shouldn't be iconic. We'll touch on it later. And then he runs away and he almost dies. And then we meet his foe, Belloc. Remember the name. He will come back later. He steals the statue. Indiana Jones gets nothing. He flies away on a float plane. His friend will not stop fishing. And we see some native butts. And then we are back in the school he is so hot the government comes and they're like we need you you need to help us find the lost ark as in the ark of the covenant as in god's resting place because the nazis are trying to find it wouldn't be a good action film without some nazis and so then he's like of course obviously i will do this and he goes to some country we get a good map sequence ah, and he finds the love of his life marion but they've had a hard time and he convinces her to help him because she's got this top of the staff of Ra that they need to find where the ark is in the map room in tanis the city that there's the last resting place of the ark and then they go to egypt there's this thing with the monkey and there's some creepy guys there's some assassins and they're running away and marion dies she blows up in a truck and then he's okay and then they find out where the what the words on the medallion mean and they go to the map room and the light shines through ah! and they find out where the ark is but the nazis are also trying to get there so they're sneaking around and the nazis find them and they're digging for the ark and they find the ark and then right as they lift it up through the ceiling the nazis take the ark and then there's a really long drawn out scene that's like four times too long where like they're just fighting the nazis and trying to get the ark and they keep not getting it and then they're at the ark and they're trying to open it up to make sure it works and then belloc is like oh we gotta do it and he's in like a priest robe it's super weird and they open the ark and the spirit of god or the angel of death they didn't really make sense clear which one comes out and kills everyone except indiana jones and marion because they closed their eyes and then we see the government taking the box and hiding it with the ark in it in a room full of other boxes leading you to wonder what else is the government hiding everything and this is why your vote doesn't matters in today's that was a good TED summary. Talk, it was really good thank you so yeah for real take a breather take a take a sip of your vodka cranberry that you got Cheers. sitting there so yeah, so that's the, the premise of the movie. Spoiler alert, um, if you haven't seen it, it's also like 40 years old, so screw you, get get your ass in gear. Um, yeah, and it's one of those movies we have talked about that like holds up pretty well. Yeah. There are some things where you're like, oh, that 
that's like a little dated, you know, like it definitely shows its age, but it's still 100% enjoyable. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Still, like as a 2020 viewer, it's very enjoyable. Oh, yeah. And I told Lindsay this earlier, but I was so excited when we decided to uh, review Indiana Jones because I, I watched all three of these with my grandfather when I was younger. And I had, like, this, like, childlike, like, excitement of, yes, I'm going to watch Indiana Jones again. It's going to be so awesome. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it was. Like, I enjoyed the movie, and it, it, I definitely still watched it with, like, that childlike wonder um, that I assume a lot of people did because I feel like this is a movie that you watch when you are younger because it's one of those nice movies where it's, like, for adults, but it's also for kids, and it's yeah. like it's a, it's a nice good middle yeah. middle ground overall. Definitely, so, Temple and of not, Doom not so much, but mm, uh, this one Raiders of the Lost up. Ark definitely, definitely. I would think that I watched this when I was older a little bit. I think I was like ten or twelve or something, and it definitely there was some wonder in my eyes. You're just talking about Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So. I'm surprised it took you that long to yep. see that coming. No, it. I should have seen it coming. So, what did you think of the movie? I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about the things that we thought they did awesome. Okay. There was a lot. Well, I like, felt. let's kind of run through it, beginning to end. Awesomeness. I think it starts the first iconic thing that never gets old is a map sequence. Yeah. I love a map sequence. <sighs> love a good map sequence. So good. Also, one of the things I thought they did really well mm-hmm. is when um, he's teaching class and there's that kind of oh. hot chick in the class. Ah. Like, she's kind of a looker and she like yeah. does a really slow blink and on her eyelids this she has be... love you. And she's slow blinking and I'm kind of judging her. But at the same time, like same, he is such a cute professor. Yeah. And one, another thing that he, I think was really good is he did a really good job, like portraying like an excited nerdy person in like real life. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't go stereotypical and corny, but like you were watching, you're like, oh my gosh, he's such a nerd. But yeah. like you believed it. You, it wasn't like he was playing a nerd, yeah. you know? So Definitely. they did that awesome. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was really, really well. And I kind of think that that kind of what sealed the deal for that is when they're at his house pouring the drink and you kind of see he's got like all sorts of books and like papers and stuff. Yes. Like riddled all over the place. And you're like, oh, he's a total nerd. And there's a few moments when like he says things like almost like first or like right after that like also I think really like shows the nerdiness in a clever way. Like, I don't remember if he said it first, but, like, as soon as they say, like, the last resting place of the Ark, he's like, Tannis! They found Tannis! And just, like, spits out this name of this city, you know? But he's, like, so excited and it's so immediate. Yeah. Or, like, when they say that he can do the mission and, like, his professor friend from the museum is the one who tells him. And he's like, but the museum gets the Ark, right? Yeah. And he's, like, so passionate to, like, give the museum this history. Right. It's so cute. Yeah. And it was, like, little things like that that they did instead of, like actual like nerdy stereotypes mm-hmm. that like sealed it in a realistic way yeah so definitely they did a good job i think with yeah his character um another thing that i thought that they did really well was what was i gonna say the map sequence obviously <laughs> iconic iconic map we get sequence. two yes i think we might even get three really yeah we get a boat sequence 
Ooh. Uh. How exotic. <laughs> talk about the sound effects. So, yes. <laughs> Good idea. <clears throat> I will talk about the sound effects. All right. I'm All glad right. you had that idea. Thank you. <laughs> sound effects. Apparently, I was reading in my research, I found out that apparently Indiana Jones, like the movie, is pretty famous for its sound effects. Which is something that I wouldn't have guessed, I guess because... The they seem dated as of today. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, the gentleman who we have to thank for these sound effects is a man named Ben Burt. B-U-R-T-T. -T. Hmm. So, Ben came up with a lot of hey, the sound how effects. How much do you think that kid got bullied for being Ben Burt? A lot. <laughs> Definitely a lot. But, I mean... <laughs> He got to do some pretty cool stuff, oh, yeah. as we're about oh, to find yeah. out. So, Ben had a, hmm, shall we say, unconventional approach yeah. to uh, making sounds. <laughs> um, the snakes in the Well of Souls. Very good snake sounds. Room, yes, that we'll get to in a bit. Because overall, especially the more you get to learn about this scene... And this scene sequence involving the Well of Souls and the, the Well of Souls is where they find the Ark. Correct. Yes. This scene and like all the work and effort that went into making it what it is, the more that you appreciate it. So the snakes in the Well of Souls, the sound that he made or used to make them slither. The th yeah, sounds. Was um, him running his fingers through cheese casserole. I and if that doesn't make you a little squeamish, <sighs> because cheese casserole. Well, what is a cheese casserole? I don't know. Is it I just guess like a casserole dish of melted cheese? I. Is there something else in there? I is don't it noodles? Know. Like, but noodles and cheese is just macaroni and cheese. Mac and cheese casserole. Mac and oh, cheese I can go casserole. for a mac and cheese casserole. Okay, so that's a that's a big one. Well, I feel like that'd be more squishy. Like, I don't know. Like wetter, you know? That's gross. It Why is gross. That? That's disgusting. That's what I'm saying. Blech. That wouldn't make a snake sound. So, and then the punching sounds. The punching sounds throughout this movie um, were made by Ben taking a baseball bat and hitting leather jackets on the ground. Huh. Which I, I think is very bizarre. I could hear it, though. Right. It's very, a very unique way of going about to get those sounds. And uh, they sounded good overall. Yeah. They definitely were a little corny, like very like action film punches that aren't yeah. like punches actually. But they were pretty good. They did right. a good job overall, I thought. The Well of Souls scene was really cool. And something that I thought they did really well there was when they revealed the arc. They showed, because in the beginning they like called God the Boogeyman and Indiana Jones like doesn't really care about God. Like he's not like, ooh, the Ark. Like he's like, who cares? It's a piece of metal. God's mm -hmm. a Boogeyman. But then like when they find the Ark and they're uncovering it and taking out, like there's like awe yeah. in their like demeanor. And I thought they did a really good job of like portraying that. And it was just a nice moment of like kind of respect, you know, that they were like, oh my gosh, like the historic artifact, you know? Yeah. I and Probably it's just like, being a christian like i just appreciated that they did that you know yeah and the because like i was like oh lol god's a boogeyman like okay you know right <laughs> so i like that when they got down to it like they did really show like off for the ark and then like the power that came out of the ark yeah definitely they did some weird creepy witch things with the angels but like you know yeah <laughs> creative license right i mean yeah. you can bend those those <laughs> things i guess um so let's talk about uh, obviously, we've all seen either stills from this scene or 
clips of it the famous swordsman scene that happens when they're in Cairo have some hilariously embarrassing tidbits yes. for us so this scene and most of the scenes that were filmed for this Cairo montage mm-hmm. um a lot most of the uh cast and crew all got sick uh from eating the food they got food poisoning to the point where we're talking like bathroom every 10 minutes like bad dookie in the poop in the pants type of type of situation going on here (laughs) this scene was harrison ford basically gripping his butt you know trying to push the poop in saying i don't want to fight this guy because it was supposed to be a big wait let's say what it is it's him versus this huge assassin guy who's got eyeliner for days and he's supposed it was supposed to be this big iconic like swords fight right Right. But the actual scene is that this guy comes out and it's all dramatic. He's got a huge sword and it's like, what's Indiana going to do? And he just whips out his gun and shoots him. Right. Which is very iconic in the like. It's very bad. I don't even care about you enough to try and fight you. Like, I'll just shoot you. Right. Because I'm better than you. Yes. However, that was not the original plan. No, the original plan was for obviously a big fisticuffs showdown action movie right. fight scene. Right. But. Because everybody had poopy pants, um, <laughs> Harrison Ford came up to Steven Spielberg, who interestingly did not have poopy pants because he didn't eat any of the food. Why, you may ask, because he brought all his own food, which mostly consisted of SpaghettiOs. Because he's 10 years old, apparently. And also a filming mastermind, <laughs> so I don't know. The creativity eyes of a child. Yes, and with <laughs> fueled by SpaghettiOs. <laughs> so Harrison Ford with his poopy pants comes up to steven spielberg and basically says look man i i I don't have it in me how about i just shoot him so that's what they did and it ends up being iconic because in a scene of so much action and of him fighting because there's like six lesser assassins beforehand that he kills or whatever for him to just whip out a gun and shoot for there to be no fight it's like a it's it hits you it's it's a very startling there's an impact yeah you're Oh. oh, oh, and it's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's got a very, yeah, it's just a badass scene. And it is. It's, it's like I said, if you don't, if you don't know the scene that we're talking about, look it up. I, yeah, I would highly encourage you to either pause the, pause the podcast, go look it up, or look it up afterwards. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a great scene. To, yeah, to just watch. You know, it's it'll it take like fifteen seconds, but it, it's super super cool. So, what do we think they did average? average that we didn't really like so much so there's i i told Lindsay right after we finished watching this that i thought it was a little long yes i like i said the end there's about four like in a row different endings it's like i watch the last lord of the rings and how like 12 times you keep thinking it's going to be over and then it keeps going it's like that that you think they're gonna like catch up to him like there's this huge plane fight scene and then it just ends. And then they're, like, chasing them on a boat. And then it ends. You know, like, it just yeah. keeps, like, they're fighting somewhere else. And then the bad people still have the arc and they're still chasing them. Right. Definitely, like, the plane scene was kind of cool. But I felt the plane scene went on for too long. Yeah. The boat scenes were totally unnecessary, yeah, in oh, my and opinion. And we had no boatness in this. No. Oh, like the only boat, ser- the only purpose the boat served was to get them to an island to test the ark. 
Which, right. like, you could have just done that somewhere else. Because it's kind of weird. Like, we've done planes and Cairo and cars. But, like, there's a car fight. There's a car chase scene, too. Yeah. And that was awesome. They should have cut the plane mm-hmm. and cut the boats. Definitely. And just had the car. Yeah. Because that's an awesome scene. That's super cool. Yeah. We're, he's in the, I think it's a Rolls Royce. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh. It is. Yeah, it's a cool scene. I didn't, so I didn't love the length of the movie, and even as, I, I don't have a very long attention span, but as, like, an adult watching the movie, I was like, oh, we're still going down. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But I so, do feel like the, like, fine-tuning of, like, most impact with least scenes is something that's definitely developed over time definitely. in cinema. And some of that probably has come with our shortening attention span. Because... Mm-hmm. A lot of movies from this era have this sort of like one one scene too many could have yeah. cut out like thirty minutes kind of vibe right. you know could have shaved it down but mm-hmm. I mean that's not to say like it, I didn't think it ruined the movie necessarily not at all like they're cool scenes to watch but they're just kind of unnecessary mm-hmm. so that was that's kind of like the first thing that comes to mind for me I would I say definitely also thought that there were maybe some. And this is, I'm going to forgive this because, you know, it's the late 70s, early 80s, but there's some stereotypes that are kind of like... A bit. It's not the worst. Much. It's not crazy. But there's like creepy man with eye patch who has a monkey. Assassins all in black that just come out of nowhere. And then like, I feel like it's just a lot of little things that you're like, well, that, that's not okay. Great. Yeah. Like Middle Eastern assassins all in black with only their eyes showing. Awesome. It's yeah, it's a little weird and it, I, I yeah. So but like I said, forgivable but just kind of like It's not outright racism. It's just one of those things that when you watch through like a 2020 lens, yeah. you're kind of like, "Oh, well, okay." Yeah. There. Maybe not the greatest, but it is what it is. Yeah. Can't it didn't it. ruin anything. It's not like, "Ooh, can't watch that anymore." You know. Right. There are some movies that you watch them now and you're like, "Ooh." Ooh, ah, that's oh. the n-word oh no oh, yeah boy <laughs> yeah. yeah but it was it's there it's peppered in there <laughs> yeah it is what it is i also did not love marion can we talk about her her character yeah. overall was so annoying they just needed to decide if she was going to be a damsel in distress or independent yeah. Because she's constantly getting mad at Indiana Jones for things like, I don't need you. And then as soon as something happens, she's just screaming like, Andy! Yeah. Her character, yeah, the flip-flopping is just very... Example, the plane old. scene, she gets stuck in the cockpit and she can't get out and he's fighting on the ground. And so there's like five minutes of her like screaming, Andy, Andy! And she's just stuck while he's like punching a guy. And then all of a sudden, she finally gets it in her in her to go to this other part of the plane and start shooting to help. Right. So you're like, okay, she either needed to get in there and right away be like, well, got to do something, mm-hmm. or just scream. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's, it's just annoying. She flip flops. Right. And I think part of that too is because that scene is this ties back into the the movie being a little long. Yeah. That plane scene is seems very long as a viewer. So it seems very long. long. So having her in the cockpit screaming the whole time yes. would be terrible. But yeah, then don't have her scream at all if she's going to end up shooting the gun anyway. Right. She either needed to be a strong woman or needed to be a damsel in distress who just like loved Indy and needed his help. You right. can't really do both without her seeming whiny. Mm-hmm. I did, though. There were some moments when I got serious like Han and Leia vibes of that kind of fun, like, hate each other fighting, mm-hmm. you know? Like when they're on Hoth, I just... 
when they're on the snow planet. I know what Hoth is. Oh, okay. When they're on Hoth. And they're, like, getting bombed, and they're, like, in the tunnels, and they can't find where to go, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, well, go ahead, lead me! And she's, like, letting him lead, but also yelling at him the whole time. But it's, yeah. like, they're also super in love with each other, mm-hmm. but haven't admitted... There was some of those vibes. Is this I before like. or after she made out with her brother? This was directly after. Oh, perfect. Okay, mm-hmm. just wanted to she does it to spite him, because she's though. mad at him. Yes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's Twin, disgusting. nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> This is what we call twin incest. Well, I hated that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, some Han and Leia vibes that were fun. Yeah, I didn't hate her. It was just like she needed to pick a lane. Right. She got a little old. Yeah. So my least favorite part about the movie was the unnecessary characters. More specifically, yes. and I got big beef with this. And if you want to tell me that I'm wrong, I, I will fight you right now. The mm-hmm. monkey. Yeah. There was no point to the monkey. So so they get to Egypt and this monkey finds Marion and she's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And so then the monkey just stays. And then when they're in this market, the monkey runs away. He finds man with eye patch and cues him to be like, that's them. Send in the assassins. And then he just shows back up after the fight and is like hanging out in the house and then ends up eating some dates that were poisoned by man with eye patch and dies. Right. So this monkey adds nothing to the storyline, neither does man with eye patch. And it doesn't make sense. Right. How did the monkey know to find them in particular? He just wandered up to him on a roof. Right. It's just, I got lots of beef with the monkey. They just wanted a cute monkey. No, I, that monkey, I'm going to fight that monkey. (laughs) I feel like they really wanted like some form of like a cute little animal sidekick. Which is Fine. But then they should have just, like, had, like, Salah, his friend, who's in Cairo, that helps them once they get there. Like, he should have just had a pet monkey. Yeah. You know? Like, they they did it in a bad the, way. Yeah. They tried to... I felt like they tried to make the monkey add to the plot without yeah. it adding to the plot. And yes. And it just mm-hmm. fell short, in Same with... Opinion. Okay, so there's Man with eye patch who literally just shows up to take the monkey and point the assassins to where to go, and then creeps into their house to poison the dates. Which only then, kills the monkey. Right, and that's it. We never see him again. Right. And there's this other guy that serves some point. The movie, like, he's the German guy. Oh, the creepy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I called yeah, him, yeah. I just wrote him down as Snot-Nosed Man. Yes. Um, But, like, he comes into the bar and is, like, fighting Marion in the beginning. And then he, like, burns his hand on his medallion and gets, like, half the information or whatever. And Supposedly, then... um, he was supposed to have a robotic arm in the first draft of the movie. Interesting. That would have been too much. But then they were like, that's too far-fetched. Well, it would have been a little like, much. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been cool. Yeah. Because then he could have had a chainsaw on there. Anyway, so he shows up there, and then he shows up again to, like, threaten to torture Marion, but, like, never actually tortures her. Yeah. And then he shows up at the end, like, right around the arc, and as acting all nosy, and then just gets his face melted off, which was amazing. Right. So, but actually, like, so, what? no, no, go ahead. So he shows up at these three, like, random times, and then, like, Man with Eye Patch shows up at three random times, and I feel like they needed to pick one of them. Like, either Man with Eye Patch needed to be the right-hand creepy man causing the problems, or right. Snot-Nosed Man did. Yeah. It was very... It, it's Too many half-characters. Right. Exactly. So, actually, I just want to touch on the face-melting, just yeah. very briefly. So that movie, or that scene, almost got the movie an R rating. No! Yes. Face-melting? S- face-melting. Yeah. So... It was what, pretty scary. What they did to kind of tone this down mm-hmm. is the the flames that are yeah. coming up yeah. while their faces are melting. Yeah. 
that's what they used to dull the scene down enough to the point where it would get its PG rating. Because Indiana Jones is only rated PG. They didn't even like. They didn't even say like, "Oh, PG thirteen. They were just like, "Nope, R. Nope." Because of face R. melting. R. Wow, R. how the standards have slipped. But I feel like that's so weird because sometimes when you watch movies from the seventies, they're like PG rating, and you're like, "Oh, oh, ah, how is this only PG?" You know, like Jaws. Nah. Ah, uh, Jaws is PG thirteen. A lot of like I the think, kid ones. Actually, like what? I don't know. There's this one that's like all these kids. I don't know. I watched that the, narrows like, it down. I I watched like the first like ten minutes and we turned it off. Goonies? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it might have been. It? No. It was like I think it might have been Goonies. Actually, is there a scene where he like finds a skeleton in the closet and screams or something? Maybe. I don't know. But like that or like Back to the Future that you're like, oh, yeah, I don't ah. like Back to the Future. You know, future. like some it's of these movies. Annoying. Anyway, this is a long tangent. All I'm saying is that I'm surprised that they were wanting to give it such an intense rating for face melting when so many things slipped past. Yeah. It's the ratings of this era had no actual measurements. Right. Yeah. That's all I want I to agree. say. I agree. So, besides the monkey, I've got yeah. beef. I've got monkey beef. Ew. Gross. <laughs> 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 and beef with the monkey. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> what uh, do you have any uh, any issues? Uh, I'm distracted by your monkey beef. Uh, <laughs> not really. No. 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 I mean, overall, it's really good. It is a good movie. Yeah, all this is I I mean nitpicking. It really is nitpicking. And I enjoyed it. And they had some good like funny moments. They had some good action. You know, you gotta love a hate to love relationship. Yeah. You really, you gotta root for him. You mm-hmm. can't deny it. So there are some good things happening. Yeah. It definitely overall, it's a, I mean, not even overall, it's a, it's a, it's a great movie. And I gotta say the ending was awesome. Yes. Like the rolling, the card away. And you're like, oh, come on. And then you, it like goes out and out and out. And it's yep. just this huge warehouse of yeah. identical boxes, boxes all saying don't open. Yep. And it's just this huge like. <gasps> right. Like I like believe it, yeah. you know, and you I know. know, like it's a movie set, but I, in my uh, effort, like took me a second Absolutely. to be like, oh my gosh, no way Absolutely. they do that, and then I was like, yeah. oh, I mean they don't do that, but maybe they do, yeah. you know? <laughs> exactly. It, yeah, I love the ending. That was like excellent. I think the best way to like clinch it, and it is a great way of leaving the series open. Yeah. To not just like, because you can close. They close this storyline. But then they leave you, like, wanting more and just being, like, intrigued. There's so much we don't know. Right. So they didn't have to do a corny cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps the interest without, like, Absolutely. giving you a peak of a story, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, 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 I felt satisfied at the end. Yes. Like, this was a good movie. But this also, was a good, wanting more. But also wanting more. Yes. Because mm-hmm. of the warehouse scene. But, yes. Thank you. It's like at the end of Thanksgiving dinner when you're oh, super boy. full and you're like, I am so satisfied. And then you go into the kitchen and you see the turkey sitting there and you're like, I could just, I kind of just want like one more piece. Just like uh, I always want more. another roll. Or the rolls. But you know, like when you finish a meal and then you go in the kitchen where everything's just sitting on the counter and then you're like, you know, I want more. That was the ending of this movie. It was that extra roll after Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. <laughs> I think that's very that nice. A very clear analogy it's, uh, it's very very <laughs> very clear all right let us do the promised attractiveness rating <laughs> <laughs> boy 
Well, I think we all know where you're going to kind of end up with uh, the male lead on this one. 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10, He is beautiful. Perfect balance of, like, nerdiness and capability and strong sexiness, but brooding? Huh? It's awesome. And he's funny. And Marion? She is hot. She's beautiful lady. She's got that, like, very natural vibe going on, you know? Like, she doesn't, like, put too much effort in, but she's just beautiful. And she can hold her own in a drinking contest, which I respect. I also have beef with that drinking contest, but we well, won't get yeah, into it. but because... she still won, and that was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Snot-nosed cool. man. Negative 100 out of 10. Well, he wasn't supposed to be attractive. He's a Nazi. Eye patch man for bad guys? He's a little... He's, he's a little... He's on the bad guy scale? Yeah. Uh, there's some intrigue yeah, there. He's, he's like, rugged. He's who, definitely who rugged. Are you? Yeah. yeah. I'll listen. All right. Pull up a chair. Salah. I love Not a guy like that. The physically most handsome man in the world, but like you want I want him as a like Oh, as I want a him part. as a friend. Yes. Yes. Or as a husband. Like, sure. I mean, like, he'd be such a sweet, like, fun, loving man. Like, he just seems like he's so excited and cares so much, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, he was definitely attractive, a great character. Attractive of heart. Yeah, and, and a very attractive heart. Lastly, the monkey was terrible, boo, hideous. Dead out I of ten. I do not like <laughs> monkey. That was good. That was very good. Very clever. <laughs> Thank you. I would like to give the final rating, the shock hotness rating. Okay. To Belloc. I can see that. Because in the beginning, you're like, uh, who is this guy? he's got that goofy and hat And then on. as you watch it throughout the movie, you're like, he's kind of a silver-haired fox. Yeah, when he's leading that excavation, you know, mm-hmm. and he's got the white shirt with the sleeves mm-hmm. rolled up a little bit and the sunglasses. All of a like, sudden, you're like, all right, oh. I see you. Oh. I see you right now. But then he took all of his surprise hotness points away in the end when he dressed up like a Jewish priest well you gotta and it just all went down the toilet yeah well there's that uh that kind of racism that we talked about earlier a little bit yes exactly yeah you can't just put on (laughs) jewish priest that looks like that's you don't get to just do that and then be a priest (laughs) (laughs) all right all right coming full circle zero uh zero to ten rating of indiana jones i'm gonna give it a solid eight me too not my world's best ever 100 would watch again very much enjoyed yeah i thought it was excellent overall all right all right well thank you everybody thank you for listening to the first episode we hope of you guys take enjoyed it two of take two podcast Woo! if you have any recommendations feel free to reach out on take two pod on instagram and i will promise to post the iconic domestic indiana jones harrison ford photo that can be on our promo pick for the episode so yeah we hope you all enjoyed <laughs> have an excellent week everybody bye guys